This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. AMSTE stands for a multi-sensory therapeutic environment. The environment contains materials designed to stimulate the senses through light, sound, touch, and smell. It is used from, uh, from occupational to speech to language to remedial therapists, educators, and psychologists to support the treatments of a wide range of challenges. Now, Bella Vista School, together with Huber Studio, has launched a sensory box, which is an affordable, portable, and inflatable MSTE. I'm delighted to have Tamara Victor, occupational therapist at Bella Vista, to tell me more. Welcome, um, Tamara. Thanks, Cherise. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming in on such a wind, wet and windy day. <laughs> Not a problem. Tamara. Yes. I remember when Bella Vista launched its SMTE, and it was seen as revolutionary in terms of helping people with needs. How has it been going since then? It's been absolutely amazing. We, it is an integral part of our school, of our daily functioning at school. We cannot imagine our school without our MSTE. Um, I wish I could say I was there the year that it came, but I joined the following year. But I have been using it since um, I've worked at the school. Um, it's, yeah, it's part of us. And now you have a portable one. Yes. And it's very exciting because it's affordable and it can mm. go beyond what what your mm. environment does. Do you want to just tell me a little bit about what it looks like? Sure. So um, the portable sensory pod, so the portable MSTE, sorry, sensory box, um, it's inflatable. So you've got a, a dome-shaped inflatable, um, let's say, a tent for use of a better word, but it's, it's, a, it's a dome. From the outside, it could look like an igloo even. And then you walk inside and you are transported to the most magical place. There is um, a, an input box which has um, audiovisual uh, um, accessories. We've got a projector. We've got LED lights. We've got fiber optic cables. Um, then there's also a ball pond structure. Um, which uh, the walls of the ball pond and balls in it, and it's really, really magical inside. You you don't feel like you are in a an inflatable pod. You you you're in magic land. <laughs> so so the the physical one that you have at Bella Vista. Oh yes. That is that. How many people can go into that at any given time? So so our um. Then our structure, yes. that the room, that one. So we usually work on a, th- a therapist or enabling practitioner and one child, but you can take um, pairs in. You can take groups. It just depends on the child or the children's. Um, I'll talk to children because that's my context, their sensory needs um, and their varying abilities. So you would want kind of similar profiles together. Um, personally, I usually work on a one-to-one basis. Right, so your little portable one, which yes. is not so little, how many people can fit in there? Again, you you can take, we fit it in, I'd say, four to five adults comfortably, wow. but one wouldn't run a session with that many. That was maybe for a sh- of showing them the space. Um, again, for optimal therapeutic use, I would say you'd go in, in your individuals, pairs, or trios maximum with the um, practitioner. So the, the, the output from both is exactly the same? Yes. There's yes. no real advantage to your structure except that that's what 
so you originally had. So there are many advantages and disadvantages, I suppose. But with the portable one, that is the advantage. It is portable versus our structure is stable. It's in one place. We can't move it. The portable one for an organization or a therapist or an educator who is going from place to place or can't give up space permanently, it can deflate. They can move it to the side of their room. They can pack it up. It does. You don't have to dedicate an entire four-walled area. No, it is absolutely yeah. incredible. And then the other thing I always find with Bella Vista Share is your outreach and that yes. you ensure that what you do at Bella Vista benefits the broader South Africa. And as an aside, I must just tell you, I was having coffee with a friend of mine, and she said that Bella Vista is probably not only the best remedial school in the country, but possibly internationally. Wow. It is that, quite that a is compliment. the kind, yeah, it really is. Yes. Um, so the work that you do, I know you do, um, beyond your mm. own area. And I'm anticipating that this is something, this being portable is something that you can use as Bella Vista for the broader South African yes. population. Yes. Um, and it can be, you don't need to just be in an urban area. It can work in a rural area. You do need electricity to run it, but it doesn't use that much electricity. Um, our electricity crisis yeah. at the moment will put to the side. Um, but, but yeah, it can inflate as long as you've got a space for it. So you need about three meters by four meters, which is a typical therapeutic room space. Um, in a standard size roof, it can inflate. People have put it up in their garage, um, in a parking lot, because it comes with mattresses as well. So, so it comes with all the things you need yes. inside. Yes. So tell me, what is it like to walk? You, you, I think, you, did you mention Dreamland? Did you say Magic, magic Land? <laughs> um, what, ex- what does it feel like when you walk inside? So none of us will remember if I were to ask you, what's the most optimal environment you've ever been in in your life? We won't have memory of it because it was when we were in the womb. Okay. That womb space is designed for the baby. It is, there's enough light, enough sound, enough taste, enough smell. It's just right for that, um, fetus to baby. When you're walking into a multisensory therapeutic environment, when you're walking into the sensory box, it is like you are walking into a womb space. It's totally controlled by the client. So, we, I don't choose as the practitioner what color I want, what music I want. It is totally client-led. So the client will walk in and they can choose which accessories they would like on, which color they would like, um, if they would like the ball pond, um, if they would like to go into the ball pond, if they would like to um, play with other tactile uh, experiences, would they like to just look up at the sky, which has a laser sky projector? Would they like some music? And it doesn't have to just be cl- everyone thinks classical Enya. It doesn't have to be. Um, if we want to activate a client, it can be um, with a hard beat. Um, if we want to calm down, it can be more calming music. So it's really um the child or the client, um, child or adult, who is leading your space, and you as the enabling t- practitioner are looking at them for cues and clues of what is working for them for their sensory system. So it's all in one, one size fits all, but you as a practitioner would have to also be able to guide. I mean, for, for kiddies suffering from overstimulation, mm-hmm. um, sensory issues, yes. this might be a bit of a nightmare. So it's not a nightmare for them because it is tailoring the environment for them because 
our the everyday environment. Think of the bright lights. Think of the fluorescent lights that we're in. Think of the unexpected noises that are around us, things that can set us off, especially a child who's got maybe a low neurological threshold that the tiniest of inputs sets them into overdrive. In this space, it's a controlled environment. The accessories have been specifically chosen. So, yes, it, in one size fits all, as in the accessories. However, it's the way you use the accessories and the way you choose them and the way or the client has chosen what is working best for them to make the optimal state of alertness. So you need training. Yes. Not anybody can walk into there and... No. So tell me a little bit about the training and what Bellavista offers. Sure. So we offer a three-and-a-half-day training. Our um, first training is coming up next month. And what it is, we go through... Very importantly, the history of a multisensory therapeutic environment. Um, so where it came from, where are we now? Um, we speak to the enabling practitioner or the enabling therapist. So it's not just I sit back and let the ch- client kind of go forth and, and go wild. It's a partnership. We work together hand in hand on the same level. It's not me sitting on a chair or the client sitting on a chair and, uh, and we just watch each other. We are in, immersed in a session together. We speak um, very importantly to sensory systems. So the, um, from an SI and a sensory integration occupational therapist, um, you don't, we're not doing an SI course, but we do need exposure to the sensory systems because not everyone knows about them and not everyone knows how much one can tolerate. Some clients can tolerate a lot of sensory information, whereas others very little and, and they're in overdrive or they're in shutdown. So it really depends. So we speak to the sensory side. We speak to communication and work as our speech. We've got um, an amazing team of trained therapists. So then our speech therapists would speak to um, communication within the multisensory therapeutic environment and how it can be used optimally. We've got psychologists who speak to the emotional side. We've got a remedial therapist who speak how that can be how the space can be used um, into for an educator. Yeah, it's. So do you want to talk me through practically? For mm-hmm. example, a OT may use it. Yes. Yes. So an OT who is trained in the Izzy Senses methodology, which is the methodology that has been pioneered at Beit Izzy Shapiro um, in Renana, Israel. So they kind of pioneered the multisensory therapeutic, and they took the concept and and really worked on it and made it a therapeutic space. Um, and they're our partners, our training partners. So an OT would come to the training. If they are a, a sensory integration occupational therapist, they would know a lot of the sensory, so we maybe wouldn't have to spend as much time. But then they would get the history, um, refresh on the sensory, get the communication information, get um, how we can work in individuals or pairs um, or groups, and, and also very important goal setting because we don't just go in – for fun. No. It is a lovely space, but it's not just for fun. You go in there with an intention. And it's not, I don't take all of my clients in. There's a reason why. Uh, we always go back to what is my why? What is my rationale for using the multisensory therapeutic environment? So you have goal setting mm. and you have, do you have, is, I mean, are there measurables that you can see, well, by the end of this, I would like my child to be able to do A, B, and C, and you can monitor. 
Yes. And as health professionals, we sh- should all be measuring. I'm sure you've heard smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, attainable, however you want to put it. Um, we should all have those goals in the back of our mind when we're having a therapy session. So an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, a physiotherapist, we've all got our aims and goals in mind. Otherwise, what are we doing mm. at the end of the day? So it's not my aim in one session, I want to create a whole new person or I want them to achieve X or Y or Z, maybe sm- smaller goals to begin with. And then you've got your, you've got your short term and then your long term goals. So by the end of the term, talk about um, working in a school. Um, this is what I would like the child to have achieved. And we use this space because maybe our typical therapy, therapy space, our typical, for example, gross motor room or our typical um, office space, which has a desk and a chair, that the reason we're taking them into the MST is because that's not working. And we always yeah. think, what more? What else can we do for our children? Is there an optimum amount of time you can spend in a, a MST? So we recommend a session is around 25 to 30 minutes. And then as the practitioner, you also always need to be aware that you as yourself taking in your clients are not spending too much time because it can be overstimulating for mm-hmm. you. You've always got to take your own sensory system um, into account. And, and yeah, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, so a typical session, about 25 to 30 minutes um, per client. Wow. And in terms of maintenance? Yes. Is it very hard to maintain? So, um, especially your portable one that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> so that one um, is, is new. So we, we always walk in without shoes on. Um, and you would have a cleaning protocol, especially, and you make sure that your cleaning products are not too invasive. You're not going to ruin anything. So you use the more sensitive cleaning products. And obviously you've got to be very wary of smells because you don't want a lingering smell in the room and that can create an adverse effect, um, for someone. Um, so it's not usually a messy place, if I were to say, and you can take activities in, but I think you're always cognizant of, the way the space is when you arrive, it's going to be like that when we leave. So we clean up after ourselves because consistency is key in a in a space like this. You want predictability. Your child needs to feel safe in this or client, sorry, needs to feel safe in this environment. So when something looks the same every time we walk in, that already you've got that predictability. Okay, I know what I, is expected or, or I can expect this to look like this. I'm already a bit calmer. Tomorrow we've spoken about this in the school environment and mm-hmm. with what we both refer to our children. Yes. <laughs> um, beyond that, yes. What can who can it help? It can help hospitals, um, especially being a portable environment. Hospitals we already have difficulty finding space. So if you've got something portable that you can inflate, deflate, move it around to the side, or move it from clinic to clinic, there you you that is a lovely. Um, a plus for, for having the, the um, portable sensory box. Um, organizations, think about private therapists who, who maybe their garage they've turned into a therapy space or they've got a garage that's a bit empty for a lot of the day, park your car outside. There you can have, um, have the space. In terms of clients, you, it's really, there's no age limit. It can be from the very young to the elderly um, who, who benefit from this space. It sounds 
absolutely incredible and you must come and see <laughs> <laughs> oh if anybody would like to do the course or learn yes. more what should they do so they should contact um, Bella Vista share they go onto the website www.bellavista.org.za and they can look for the share button or they can even go forward slash Bella Vista dash share then they'll have all the courses that are coming up and the one that to look out for is using the multisensory therapy Sorry, using the multisensory therapeutic environment, Izzy Senses for the professional. So we've got two plan, two trainings planned for this year. Um, the first one, as I said, next month, the 15th to the 17th of March. Um, and then we do case studies about two weeks later. And we offer three sessions of supervision thereafter. Because we know, especially for those who it's a new concept, a new tool in their therapeutic toolbox, they, we want support and we all benefit from support and we learn from each other. And it's amazing when you've got a multidisciplinary team in a room or on a Zoom and, and sharing ideas. It's the collaboration is amazing. And then our second training is in October. Right. So uh, Tamara, thank you so much for coming in and thank you so much for telling us more about this sensory box. It sounds absolutely incredible. It's a pleasure. Thank and you for having me. <laughs> and yeah, um, I wish you luck. I hope it goes well in using it and promoting it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Tamara Victor uh, telling me about the sensory box and she is an OT with Bella Vista Shea.